Hello and welcome to Bring Jesus to the Table, where our glass of wine is just fine. I'm your host, Christina McCaleb, and together we're on a journey to explore faith, purpose, and a whole lot of laughter. Let's dive in. Growing up, I was a hot mess. I was the oldest of five girls, and we grew up Kojic. That's Church of God in Christ for those who don't know. That's strict. That's you're not supposed to wear pants. You only wear dresses as a young lady or a woman. My dad was a deacon. Uh, my mom was over the sunshine band. And it was, I felt like a hard childhood, but I wouldn't replace that. I wouldn't replace it. So like in middle school, I started getting acne and it was bad. I mean, I got called names like Bumpy Face, Ugly, Starfish, and my homeboy, who's still my homeboy to this day, Chops, this mug called me Humpty. And that's only if I had like a pimple on my nose and he the Humpty dance is your chance, do the hump, until that pimple was going off my nose. So it was harsh. However, I still maintained two boyfriends, okay? I had one at school and one at church. And that went on from sixth grade all the way up until I was like in my 40s, okay? That's a long time. I always kept a coin in each pocket. You know that little extra pocket in your jeans, a little that little one that you don't have nothing to put in? You could put like a penny or two in there. I had a coin in there too. And then in the in the springtime, like around April, I would switch them out. I would switch out one or two of the weakest links and replace them with somebody else. But, you know, I lived a life. I thought, you know, I didn't have no kids. I was single. I could do this. Um, I had a good job. I traveled. I was independent, took care of my business, never moved back home, never had to. So I thought I was living a life. I remember being, I think I was like 18 years old, maybe 17 going on 18. I think I was about to be 18 in about a, a week or less than a week. It was around Christmas. And I was in the living room. I don't even know what I was doing because cell phones were now out. So I don't know what I was doing, but I was sitting in the living room by myself doing something and the phone rang. I picked it up. Nobody was on the other line. They didn't say anything. I hung up. They called again. I picked it up. Nothing. So at this point, I'm like, okay, somebody playing on the phone. And, and so they called again. And when they called the third time, I picked up the phone and I cussed whoever was out. Like, I cussed them out. Now, my dad was home, but he was in the family room watching TV. And I cussed whoever was on that phone out. So, and then I hung up and then they called back. And it was a chick and she gave me more information than I I didn't even need to know all that information. I didn't know it, but it was about my dad and about her and about things she knew and things that they had done in the house. So I was like, man, I'm telling. And so I hung up the phone and my dad yelled out to me, I heard you on that phone cussing. You don't talk to people like that. You never know who who uh, who it is. You never know uh, what they know. And I was like, oh, so you sound guilty. So I was like, I'm telling mama. So my mama came home a little bit afterwards, and I told her to come to my room. I had something to tell her. And 
She was like, what? I said, you got to promise not to tell dad. And she was like, okay, I promise. So I told her what happened. And she's like, okay. She walked out of my room, went right in the living room, told him, and then she left. She left me there. (laughs) And so after she was gone, I heard the garage door go down. After she was gone, my dad come in my room and he pushed my forehead and was like, you ain't even had to tell your mom. You ain't had to, you ain't had to tell your mom. Something like that, right? I was like, man, I'm out of here. So I got my luggage. I packed my bag. And my sister Angel came into my room. She was like, where are you going? I said, don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell you because I know you're going to tell. Just help me get out this window. So I threw my luggage out the window and she helped me out the window. I got in my car and I left. I went to my grandma's uh, apartment, but I didn't park where I normally parked. I parked way out somewhere so no one could see me. And I pushed the seat back and I went to sleep. Next, you know, my mom out of nowhere comes knocking on my window and she was like, Chris, Chris, follow me. So I followed her and she took me to the Baymont Inn or something like that. And uh, she got me a room. So she got me to the room and she was like, here, you stay here. And then when you uh, go to work and then when you get home, then after work, you come home. I said, okay, this was like Christmas Eve. So. I asked her before she left out the room, I said, how did you know I was there? How did you know? She said, I don't know. I just knew. I don't know how I knew. And so the next day, I went home, like she said, and we're getting ready for Christmas. My dad's not there. I guess she put him out. And he came over Christmas Day, and he came over to me, and he apologized to me. But after that situation, I made up in my mind that I was not going to end up like my mama. At the age of 18, we found out that my dad was consistently cheating on my mom. And it had been happening for a while, but we didn't know. We were oblivious. Which shout out to them for keeping that away from us because we never saw that. We never knew that they had issues. And at 18, I remember making a decision that I did not want to endure that pain that my mom suffered because I watched her. I watched her cry. I watched her get angry. I watched her, I watched her hyperventilate. Um, one time we were getting ready for church and I'm sitting there eating my Fruit Loops and she was um, standing at the stove doing something. And all of a sudden she let out this, this like noise, this like scream, growl type noise and she had her Bible in her hand. Next thing you know, that Bible flew out of her hand. She threw that Bible and it flipped over my bowl of Fruit Loops. At that point, I said, well, I'm not going to church today. And I got up and I went in my room. I just knew that it was it was more than what I could handle. And it was at that point that I promised myself I would not be in the situation she was in. I will not let a man break me like that. So what I decided to do was flip it around. I'm going to wear the shoes of a man. I'm going to break the hearts. I will break your heart first before you break mine. That was it. And I remember being 18 and I said that. And whatever I said, I did. That's what I did. 
because I did not want my heart broken like my mom. So I could say that it's my parents' fault that I ended up that way. However, like I said, I'd already been kind of like that sixth grade on up, but there could have been a pivotal change at that age of 18 had I not experienced my parents' marriage failing like that. I did not want to just be faithful to a man and have him break my heart. So I'm going to do what the guys do to us women all the time. That's exactly what I said. I'm a lie, I'm a cheat, and I'm going to break hearts. You're not breaking my heart. I'm going to break yours first. I said that, and then it became me. It became what I did on a regular basis. Like I said, I maintained that until my 40s. I even tried to change. I tried to change. I remember somebody at my job tell, telling me, Christina, you have to get your heart broken. You have to. It's, that's how you know. You have, I'm like, man, I ain't nobody doing that. But I met my child's dad and I decided to give it a go. I'm like, why not? You know, he seemed like a stand-up guy. I'm going to go ahead on and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right. I did it right. He wasn't right. Okay, I got you. I reverted back. Didn't even take, it didn't even take long. Dude, I got a Rolodex, okay? How you gonna play? You think you playing me? I got you. I got you. I got you. So it doesn't make it right, but that's what it, that's what it was. I made a decision. I'm like, man, I ain't finna be doing that. So I made who I was. I was, that's who I was. Now let's read the scripture. John 8, 34 through 36. Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a dead end life and is, in fact, a slave. A slave can't come and go at will. The son, though, has an established position, the run of the house. So if the son sets you free, you are free through and through. I was trapped, y'all. Like, seriously, I was trapped, but I didn't know that, you know? I thought, you know, that's just who I am. That's just how I am. That's how I'm built. I didn't even realize it. Even when I decided to stop, the opportunity to continue the same lifestyle was surrounding me. It was always around. So it's like I couldn't stop. Like I was in this loop. But God, that's all I'm going to say is but God. Because when I finally made the decision to change my life, my way of living in that way, it wasn't until I was with my current husband. Like, he's my husband now, but he was my boyfriend then. And he was my boyfriend for less than a year (laughs) before he figured out that he was like number three of a triangle. And he came to me. I'll never forget. I wanted to change too, because I lo- I really did like him. I really liked him, and I wanted to change, but I felt like I just could not. I didn't even like these guys. I didn't even like them. So why couldn't I stop? But I remember one night he came into the room, and he turned on the light. I was laying down, but I wasn't really asleep. And he laid in the bed, and he put his his hands on his head, and he looked at me, and he said, "This isn't gonna work." I said, what's not going to work? He said, us, we're not going to work. 
because I'm not going to be in a love triangle. I'm not going to be in this. If that's what you want, then that's what you do. But it's going to be minus me because I just want all of you. Man, right then I knew that I wanted to change. So the next day I got on a horn and I had to break hearts. Now, did I break hearts and that was just the end of that day? No, 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 no. It took a long time because now there's hostility, there's anger, there's sadness, there's a lot of stuff going on coming my way times two because these are two people that I hurt and I had to tell them I got to go. This ain't the same what I want to do anymore. And it wasn't easy because I had to build the trust with Ed. That's his name, Ed. And man, I'm telling you, but when you make the decision to change, you can change. You can become brand new. I am brand new. I am not the person I was back then. Man, and then when I even look back at it, I'm like, man, that was too much. I'll get tired of thinking about all that stuff. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, man. Ooh, I had so much fun. However, I was toxic. Honestly, I could have been married years ago. I really could have. There were two guys that were in my past that were very good guys, very good. But they found out the truth about me and they let me go. They were heartbroken, but they just said, you know what? I'm worth more. And I was just like, man, you know, man, that's messed up. He was a good guy. And then it wasn't until years later, I'm like, man, I really messed up. I saw one of them with somebody I know. And I'm like, man, that could have been me. But then later on, I realized I had a lot of work to do on myself. A whole lot of work to do on Christina. And although I tried to blame my dad for the way that I turned out to be, it wasn't him. I made the decision to not end up like my mom, but who's to say that I was going to end up like her? But I'm so glad that I decided to build a relationship with Jesus. I am so glad because I learned how to love myself. I learned how to have confidence in what I bring to the table in a relationship. And I learned how to build relationships, good relationships, solid ones, ones that don't require lying and cheating. I love my husband so much, and I'm so glad that he stuck around and and gave me the chance that I probably didn't deserve. That would have been another good guy that I lost. Now, he ain't perfect, you know? He, you know, he's not perfect, but I wasn't either. So let's, let's work on ourselves together. And that's what we did. And then we got married. So, and Lord knows I did not see this coming. Christina married. Oh man, you couldn't have told me this 10 years ago. I don't even know if you could have told me this five years ago. I had no clue, but. I'm a new me, a new Christina. I have been rebranded. I'm brand new with a new last name. And I understand a lot of people know the old me and that's all they know. I get that, right? But that's not who I am anymore. And I don't have to prove that to anybody. I know who I am 
and I know whose I am. So when people say to me, Christina, why are you acting brand new? Um, because I am. Lord, I stand in awe of your wisdom and grace, for you have made everything beautiful in its perfect time. As I reflect on my past and look ahead to an unknown future, I know that I can trust you to lead me. Help me to hold on to the promise that, regardless of my past or what the future holds, I can believe that you are always at work from beginning to end. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it for today's episode of Bring Jesus to the Table. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained some valuable insight and inspiration. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review to help others discover our podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with another exciting episode of Bring Jesus to the Table. Until then, may your faith guide you, your purpose inspire you, and may laughter light up your life. See you next time.